The Law School Show. Helping you navigate the law school experience with resources and opportunities curated for your success. Catch it all here, right now, on the Student Life Series. The Student Life Series is brought to you by LexisNexis. LexisNexis supports future lawyers. Excel in your law school studies and kickstart your legal career with Lexis Advanced Quick Law. Register for your complimentary ID at lexisnexis.ca slash lawschools. Plus, earn star rewards points and prizes while you learn. Enter the secret code FIRSTYEAR for 250 bonus points now through October 31st. Welcome to another episode of the Student Life Series on The Law School Show. My name is Bianca and I'm your host today, and I'm joined by two wonderful guests, Professor Devike and Sarah. We're going to be discussing how orientation went for the new law students this year at the University of Ottawa specifically, um, as well as what students can expect coming into their first semester of law school. Now, whether you're applying to law school in the future or just started law school this fall, I hope this episode will bring you some insight into what to expect, no matter which law school you're going to this year. So thank you so much to my guests for joining me today. Um, Sarah, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, everyone. First of all, thank you for having us. My name is Sarah. I'm a second year law student at the University of Ottawa. And this summer, I was Professor Levesque's assistant uh, working on organizing the orientation for incoming first years. Yeah, my name is Anne Levesque. I'm a professor in the French Common Law Program. Uh, I was honored to work with Sarah to organize the orientation this year. Um, I have been teaching in the French Common Law Program since uh, 2019, and my uh, areas of interest are human rights law, uh, experiential and clinical learning, and public interest litigation. So we'll start off by talking about orientation. Um, now, I know that it was very special this year because we had some students who were actually uh, at some in-person events and then some students that were joining us uh, remotely from anywhere in Canada, really. So um, could you tell us a bit specifically what were your roles in uh, organizing the orientation this year? So each one of you uh, just let, let us know what kind of tasks you did uh, behind the scenes for the orientation. Yeah, so maybe I'll start. Um, so this is the third year that I organize uh, orientation. The first year was all in person um, because it was just normal pre-pandemic life. Uh, the second year was online, uh, and that was a lot of fun. I did that with uh, Professor Kirkup, who was a great collaborator. And this year, well, because of our new reality, um, the French orientation in particular uh, was bimodal. Um, we're a smaller program in the French common law program. So we had, we were able to have a lot of online activities, uh, in-person activities, of course, but uh, while accommodating and, um, you know, in, uh, encouraging uh, active participation of the students who, um, who joined us online. So in terms of like behind the scene activities, I suppose that, um, I was really privileged because I had the experience of um, already organizing an in-person and an online uh, uh, orientation. So I was able to, you know, uh, 
you draw on those experiences to do the bimodal orientation. I think for me, it was really important to, you know, consult people who have experiences in different areas, um, like people uh, who are experts in decolonization and um, people who are experts in wellness and happiness in the law, um, just to get all their um, feedback about what I could do, uh, what we could do um, to make the orientation really exciting for students uh, participating uh, in person and online. Uh, and in that regard, I really wanted to acknowledge the work uh, done last year by Susie Dunn, who's now at Dalhousie. She was a great resource for us. And I, you know, recycled a lot of her ideas, uh, Professor Kirkup as well. And um, Adam Dodek, our former dean, uh, he uh, entrusted me with a task to do orientation last year, and he was just so helpful um, and supportive of students. And his vision was always to create, you know, a community. And I, I for me, it was really important to, um, you know, uh, rely on those values again uh, this year when organizing orientation. So to consult uh, people at the faculty, students for their ideas, but also, you know, stakeholders, for example, uh, in the French program, we're really, really lucky to have the support of l'Association des Juristes d'Expression Française. Um, they're like the cousins of the French common law program. They're always so supportive and they got their lawyers involved. So uh, we're really grateful for that, as well as the um, official language community uh, committee of the uh, OBA. Um, so uh, they organized activities, too, that helped uh, our incoming students meet uh, lawyers and judges from the Francophone community. I think I did a lot of like small little tasks during the entire summer. Um, such as like easy stuff like organizing the student portal so that it's as easy as possible for the students. Um, we had to, we organized some activities. So we had to, you know, coordinate with some people that were kind enough to collaborate with us, such as La Gifoua, as Professor Levesque mentioned, and Le Reclef at the University of Ottawa. Um, hosted some pre-orientation activities, creating a lot of surveys to kind of figure out who's coming to in-person, who's not coming. Um, we also had our, our podcast, uh, funny enough. So I also uh, worked on, you know, editing my first uh, podcast. Um, and I also, task that I really enjoyed and that I started this year was uh, creating and coordinating the virtual coffees um, for the incoming first years. Mm-hmm. Just want to say I've heard actually a lot from uh, incoming one else about your bingo night and apparently it was a success. So uh, yeah, I know you're doing some really good work. Specifically, what activities were uh, planned in this year's orientation schedule for the University of Ottawa? And um, also what were the social events that were planned uh, for the orientation? Yeah, so um, building on what we did last year, we had um, activities, you know, trickled throughout the summer, peppered throughout the summer. So there was a Q&A with the deans for students could ask any questions. There were a lot of questions this year about the bimodal and what it would be like to be learning online when there were other students in person. Uh, so we did that again this year. Um, there were, uh, as Sarah mentioned, uh, social activity with the lawyers organized by um the AGFO, uh, the RECLEF also organized some online activities um, and Sarah did just a stellar job organizing matching students and um, putting them arranging virtual coffees together uh, and that really was helpful in building community. 
um, in terms of like during orientation specifically, we had ice cream. Uh, so all the, uh, a few French common law professors uh, met up at All Saints, which is a beautiful terrace in Sandy Hill. And we, we were there to greet students uh, which de with delicious ice cream. And those who were online, uh, Caroline Magnat, who's one of our professors located in Calgary, organized a, a really cool uh, meet and greet activity online. So we're really grateful for her support in that. Sarah, do you have anything to add to that or? Uh, maybe just talk a little bit more about the pre-orientation activities because I think that's what mostly I worked on. So like you said, the, it's the bingo. Uh, the bingo has a special place in my heart because that's where we met <laughs> last year. Uh, so I was excited to host it. So it's a, like a get to know each other. Like I think it's a really great first activity to have. And then the Reclef, there was a panel, a student panel for tips and tricks and kind of what to expect during your first year. And then we had a panel with La Gefo, uh, where lawyers were giving their tips to first years and kind of talking about their career path. And we also did 28 days of questions to get to know each other uh, on our student portal, kind of just little questions every day um, to get to know each other more. Yeah, that's really important, especially that, you know, some of us are really far apart. So whatever you can do to kind of bring people together and build the relationships to start off the school year, I mean, that just sets students up for success, I think. So that's absolutely wonderful. Um, another, uh, another question about orientation. Um, how did you um, organize the orientation in order to minimize Zoom fatigue? This is actually a question that was suggested to me. So um, I'm really interested to know your, your answer to this one. Yeah, that's a great question. I am terrible at Zoom. Um, unless I'm talking, then I'm my attention span is a bit longer, but I, I usually can't tolerate more than two hours uh, a day on Zoom. So we tried to break up the orientation schedule, uh, the in-person, even that, you know, for those joining us online. So there were never more than really two hours of consecutive Zooming. Um, and over the summer, we did online activities, but we tried to make them as interactive as possible. And Sarah mentioned the 28-day challenge. That was kind of like asynchronistic. Uh, so students were, we had a different discussion topic every day and uh, students could, um, you know, join in when they wanted to. They could do videos or take pictures. There were some different challenges sometimes that didn't even involve online activity, like sending a postcard to one of your colleagues, uh, which I did to Sarah over the summer. I sent her a beautiful postcard of my daughter's. Um, so yeah, we, we try to be mindful of, of just not packing in too much uh, passive Zoom in particular. And I think we were successful. We got really positive feedback. And, and you know, for the students joining us online, we tried to do it as interactive as possible and made, made sure to do, you know, regular call outs to make sure that we're still engaged and, and felt that they were active participants in all of the activities. Now, what challenges did you both face in organizing the orientation this year? Um, so how were the virtual, hybrid, and in-person methods consolidated? Uh, and in your opinion, how did this year's orientation differ from last year's? Um, would you say that the process was more streamlined this year? Um, just gathering your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, well, in a sense, it was a lot like organizing two orientations. Um, there were, um, though there were, you know, overlap in, in, in the presentations, but uh, we had to, you know, order food and make sure the rooms were booked for those in person, but set up those Zoom links and engage the online students. So um, it was like doing year one and what I had done in year one and year two uh, all together. Um, luckily, I had Sarah with me and she really downplays her role when she calls herself an assistant. I think she's a partner um, or executive uh, <laughs> coordinator or something like that. But uh, she was really brilliant at, at helping me uh, throughout the summer um, and actually taking the lead in an, a, lot, a lot of activities. Um, I, th I think, yeah, like it, it was basically two orientations. Um, I, for me, it was really important to, to make sure that the students joining us online did not feel like they were getting, you know, second class treatment. So we really made an effort to make them feel included. Um, uh, but yeah, like I was, you know, running around the day before orientation, trying to find a classroom that was ready for bimodal and that accommodated 60 students with social distancing. So a lot of the same logistics that we do in person while also, you know, making sure that those um, who are joining us online were, uh, you know, attended to as well. Um, so no, the process was not more streamlined, uh, but it was good. I learned a lot. And you know what? I was really reluctant about this bimodal thought thing. I thought it was going to be a complete disaster. Um, but it was actually, I gave my first bimodal presentation with Professor Kraft. We co-hosted um, a presentation on decolonization and Indigenous legal traditions. And it was great. I really enjoyed the experience. I liked seeing the students online and asking them, you know, to engage and having students in person. And what was really cool is was also bimodal in the teaching method. Like uh, Professor Kraft joined us from Manitoba. And so her screen, she joined us online and uh, the students in person and online could see her, you know, projected onto a big Zoom uh, square. So yeah, I, I think it works. It was good to be back on my feet and uh, have a camera on me it was really different and, and neat, but um, I learned a lot and uh, I'm feeling really hopeful for the upcoming school year. Um, like Professor Levesque said, a big concern of mine, something I wanted to be really mindful are the students online, uh, especially because I'm a fully online student. So I was always thinking of them to make sure they also had a great time. Um, and like she said, it was complicated because it was like two orientations. So there's a lot more logistics, I think, involved than last year. But something that was good is that we got to, I guess, recycle um, some activities that worked really well and that got some really positive feedback from last year. So I definitely think that helped also like kind of lighten the load for this year. Now you've hosted the orientation and these students are now off to starting their first semester of law school. That's so exciting. Um, and we wish them the absolute best. Um, as for any, is there any advice that you uh, both can give um, with your different perspectives um, about uh, how they can be successful in law school? Specifically, what advice do you have for uh, law students starting online or hybrid classes? This is probably brand new to a lot of these students. So um, what advice would you have for them? 
I'll let Sarah speak because I think she's the model student and I think she has really wise advice um, for uh, succeeding and not just succeeding, but really like shining in law school. So I'll let Sarah speak. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a model student, but I, I do have some tips, I think, uh, for first years. Uh, first of all, something I would like to tell myself like from last year was to not stress too much. I was so, so stressed coming into law school. I had never studied um, anything remotely close. I was in, you know, sciences before, but to not stress too much. Everyone's in the same boat. I think basically every law school, like first year um, for in law school in Canada, it's like the same core classes. So you kind of follow each other so you can really like help each other out. Um, and I, something I said to students during the summer was to reach out to uh, students and something that Professor Levesque did last year that we did again this year because I thought it was really useful. We had um, like a get to know each other on the student portal where students that felt comfortable could put like their social media handles, their emails so that they could already start talking to each other. So I think that really helped. And I saw some people start like talking to each other during the summer and become friends. And I thought that was just so amazing. Uh, my second tip I, is to reach out to upper year students. Like every upper year I know is eager to help. So they're definitely a great resource. And also to reach out to your professors. Personally, at the French Common Law program, it's a, it's a small program and the professors are like, really really nice and they want to talk to you um my third tip is something i also wanted to know was to not like neglect like your hobbies that you had before law school um, because you're gonna need some downtime and i personally like put aside some of the stuff i love to do because i was like i, I can only do you know school 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 but like that's really unhealthy at least for me so to not neglect um some of your hobbies. So I don't know if Professor Levesque had some some more tips to add. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think uh, work-life balance is really important. The key message I sent to students uh, this year was be kind, uh, be kind to yourself, show some self-compassion, uh, but also to your colleagues and your professors. Um, kindness goes a really, really, really long way. And we're all in this together. We've all been through so much in the past year and a half. Uh, so let's just give all of each other like the benefit of the doubt and be charitable and compassionate. Um, and I think the, you know, the law school needs more kindness. I think the profession needs more kindness. Uh, so let's all just be happy and kind to each other. Wow. Well, that is some really, really great advice. I don't think that anyone who's listening right now that's preparing for law school is not going to feel good about that. So <laughs> that is great. For the online part of it, the hybrid and all that, I'm doing all my classes online. I did all of them online last year. And it's really easy to become like passive um, during class. So I think like go to your classes, be as attentive as possible uh, because it's like it's so much easier, you know, to be on your phone and do stuff like that during class. Um, as some people think this is really kind of weird, but something I do myself is I have an app on my phone that like grows a tree so if I get off the app it kills the tree so to make sure I'm not on my phone I I put this app because sometimes like it's really easy during you know online class to go check your messages and 
So little little things like that to make sure you're as attentive as as possible um, during your online classes. Yeah, well, I mean, just get involved. Um, you know, for those online, you, you might have to work a little harder to, to form those connections. But I think there's advantages to networking online. You have people's undivided attentions. You know, you don't have the awkward moments of like, you know, getting into a group and waiting to speak to a speaker. Um, uh, so yeah, there, there are advantages. And I, I, I want to say this reassuring message to the, the students who will be studying online is that um, last year at this time, I was really worried about this virtual learning thing. I'm, I'm someone who has an open door policy. I always have candy in my office. I really like students feeling uh, comfortable coming to see me and uh, I was really worried that I wouldn't develop this bond with students or they wouldn't feel comfortable uh, coming to see me and I can assure you that I I feel as invested in my students last year who I haven't met in person as I do those who I got to teach in person for a year. I, I care about them as much. I feel I know them as, as well, if not better. Um, so uh, just you just kind of need to invest in those relationships online. But if you do, it, it will pay off. And, you know, it's not the same as in person, but it doesn't mean it doesn't, it's not uh, that it's worse or it can't be better. Wonderful advice. Thank you so much to our guests for uh, joining us today. This was absolutely great. Um, I think some main points we can take away is to not stress too much, to stay with your hobbies, to know that it's going to be okay, to connect with people as much as possible through the channels that the school that you're attending will give you. Thank you so much to our guests once again, and thank you to our listeners for listening in today. Thanks for having us. just been listening to the law school show student life series you can find more episodes on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify and on our website thelawschoolshow.com if you like what you've heard give us a like on facebook or follow us on twitter and instagram for the latest updates curated resources and opportunities to help you navigate the law school experience in every episode catch it all here next time on the Student Life Series.